Time to look at the Valley meeting. Thanks to Dream Thoroughbreds. Great horses, great trainers, great people and great fun. And Marty Sidon, of course, the track curator at the Valley, joins us on this Friday morning. Good morning to you, Marty. Morning, Gareth. How are you? Good, thank you, mate. How's the week been? Yeah, it's been a good week. We got a good bit of rain on uh, Tuesday and then been just putting the water on slowly each week to keep the track in a good condition. But no, it's been a pretty good week. And it's rare you sort of have like back-to-back Saturday meetings. So um, what's the rail doing um, tomorrow? Yeah, we're leaving the rail on the true. Um, track pulled up really good from last Saturday. We we're on a good three for most of the day last week. So with that, there was very little uh, marking. So we've just left in the good three for our Group 2 Australia Stakes this week. Yeah, and so good three, um, rail in the true. What's the, the weather looking like tomorrow afternoon, especially with yeah. the wind conditions? Yeah, tomorrow's going to be a really hot day, uh, 35 degrees. We've, um, the club and myself have been in contact with RBL all week and about whether we move this meeting forward. But with the weather forecast and speed of the bomb, it's going to be a hot day, but there's really strong winds in the morning and then it's going to ease down in the afternoon. So yeah. even though it's going to get to 35 degrees, it's probably going to be more comfortable in the afternoon with uh, the less winds. So they've decided to stay at the normal race times. So we'll start at 12.35 and then finish at 5.40. So uh, with that, I've... Um, I'm putting 10 mil of water on the track today and then I'll probably put another 5 to 10 on tonight just to get us through that hot day tomorrow so that we start on that, you know, probably close to a soft 5 tomorrow and then the track will improve as the day goes. Yeah, is this the most difficult part being a track curator when it's hot weather like this, trying to work out how much irrigation you put on the track compared to, say, um, when when the rain does arrive? Yeah, without a doubt. Um, it's probably the wind more than the actual heat. The heat yeah. doesn't really affect us too much. It's just the wind that can really dry it out really quick. So they're forecasting up to 40k winds in the morning from the north. So that dries this track out pretty uh, fairly quickly. So I just got to make sure I've got enough water on so we're not starting on a good three and we're on that, at least a good four yeah. for the first run. And will the wind be, what, does it drop off to what, 20k, 30k in the afternoon? And do you think that will play a, a part in the pattern? Oh, not really, because it's going to drop off to the southwesterly, uh, 15 to 25 k. So that's going to drop a fair bit, and then that's come, that's going to be you know in their face in the straight bit like last week. So that'll cool it down a bit, and hopefully the cool change comes through a bit earlier than what they planned, and then we go from there. But like I said, tracks in great order. Um, yeah, we should be in for a good day's racing. All right, mate. We wish you the best of luck. Thanks for that, Marty. Uh, thanks, Gareth. There's Marty in there with an interesting track update there at Mooney Valley. Nick Ashburn from thebeatenfavourite.com joins us now. G'day, Nick. G'day, Gareth. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. It will be interesting tomorrow at the Valley. Yeah, it's a good little program um, as we sort of progress into those uh, autumn features in a few weeks' time. But uh, we had good racing, obviously, yesterday at Sandown. Interested to hear what Marty said there. Yeah, it's such a juggling act. If you talk to track managers around the country, um, it's tough, isn't it, this time of year? You get long, hot days, uh, good drying weather, and if, uh, you know their job's to make sure they prepare not only a track that stay you know can can hold together but also one that's safe for the horses to run on so there's a lot of pressure on them i do feel for them so how do you think this track will play tomorrow are you looking for horses on pace with that hot weather predicted yeah look i think that sort of lanes three four and five will, will probably be the place to be particularly early doors as there's a little bit of give in the ground you just heard from marty there mm-hmm. that they'll they'll give it a good drink and then uh, it'll sort of start off on a soft five and it'll dry out as the day progresses. What we usually find there is that the inside lanes may be slightly inferior, certainly at the start start of the day. And then if the track does dry up as expected, then they just come back into play a little bit later on and you might see horses get up on the inside. But um, 
Uh, that said, we have had plenty of wear and tear on the track over the last sort of couple of weeks, so um, maybe they'll just avoid the inside altogether. Time will tell. But I, I, I think at this stage, you want to be looking for horses stalking the speed, blending in three, four, five. And thanks to Dream Thoroughbreds, great horses, great trainers, great people, great fun. It's time to get your specials at the Valley on a Saturday afternoon, Nicholas. So where do we start? Well, we're going to start with a feature. Look, I don't think there's an absolute rubber stamp best bet. I've got a couple of each ways and a long shot for you, yeah. Gareth. I hope that's okay. I know you've got very high standards when it comes <laughs> no. to uh, tipping. So You've been dominating. Uh, you can do what you want. You can okay, bat wherever well, you want in the lineup. Right, well, those listening to this, uh, you now know that uh, that's just a kiss of death right there. Let's go to the feature, race seven, the Australian Stakes, over 1,200 metres, the Group 2 race. Your favourite, obviously, is Jigsaw. He's flying this preparation, but my prediction is that he'll rate down on what he's done thus far, just going out to 1,200 metres. He just came off the ball a little bit on our ratings here uh, at TBF, just going up to 1,100 last start, despite it being a good victory. And we think he'll probably rate down again. So we're happy to risk him at that sort of 270, 280 mark. Snap is a track and distance specialist and better suited at 1,200 metres, but probably doesn't quite have the quality of Jigsaw, with all due respect to Snapper and the connections. Jigsaw does have a slightly higher peak rating. The one that I think is over the odds is the mare down the bottom, Chirath. Uh, $6 best price currently in the marketplace. I know her first up record, when you look at it, says five starts for zero wins, zero seconds, and just one minor one-third placing. But that that fifth first-up last preparation in the Northwood Plume Stakes behind Literary Magnate, um, that rated really well. And she carried 59 kilos. Tomorrow, she drops to 56.5. And, and I know sprint trips, that's not a massive deal, Gareth. But on our stuff, uh, she's sort of the one that they've almost got to beat if she runs that figure first up. And you're getting sort of uh, almost double the price or more than double the price of Jigsaw. So she's... Should we be the first of the each-way specials, mate? I want to take you back to race five. Um, the one down the bottom, again, Aminatu, five-year-old mare. Interesting run of this. So she's a daughter of Danerich. She's she sort of built a bit of a reputation for these sprint races around the valley. And then in recent times, they've gone, well, hang on, let's step her up in trip. She was pretty good two starts ago, I thought, uh, over 1,400 metres at Cranbourne in the benchmark 64. And then last time out, got sort of found out a bit there when she stepped up to a 78. I know she stays here or she goes back to benchmark 70, but I like the fact she's going back to the 1,000 metres. I just think she's a real sprint. I think she got away with one two starts ago there at Cranbourne over the 1,400. Back to 1,000 metres. Inside gate might be a little bit sticky for her, just whether or not that those runs over 1,400 metres has taken the, you know, the early zip out of her legs. But if Carleen Heffel can get her out of the barriers and get her nice and handy and not sort of up there near the speed, then... She, I think she'll be strong late. She's got a terrific record around the valley and she represents good value at 14 bucks, best price in the marketplace. So Anamatsu there, I like that in race number five, yeah. horse 10. And you got another one for us. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, this is um, race two, number two, Glentanius for uh, Anthony and Sam Freeman. Of course, one, one of the two-year-old features at Sandown yesterday. Maddie Cartwright takes the board, ride aboard this uh, imported galloper. He's only having its third Australian start. Look, it got beaten 10 lengths on it in its Aussie debut, but it was in a pretty strong benchmark 84, one by right you are, then has four weeks between runs and was beaten five lengths in the River Plate race. Those two races on our stuff have rated better than any other lead-up race for any of these other horses. So the fact that he's been getting beaten convincingly, at least he's doing it in the races that you want to be doing it coming into this event, a benchmark 70. He's going to peak. 
Whether that peak's going to be good enough, I don't know, Gareth. But I will say this. I think his price is sort of around that 20 to 1 mark uh, across most of the bookies. I think that's pretty generous given that he's going to hit a peak and that peak probably won't be too far off what you need to be competitive in this race. So you can get around twenty-one dollars and five fifty there with bet three six five for Glentanius there in the Australian Bloodstock colours. So I like the value there tomorrow. There's a couple of questions coming through for you, Nick, on the text line oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. I agree with you, Nick. Jigsaw, um, I don't think it's good enough and won't get twelve hundred metres. Um, is twelve hundred metres a real concern as well for you with Jigsaw? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's what I was saying before. Is that He's a really good horse. Has come back in career best form. I think he was gilded ahead of this preparation. And um, but his numbers suggest that he's probably at his best around that thousand metres. He can stretch to eleven hundred when he needs to. Uh, but he's going to carry fifty eight and a half and out to twelve hundred metres. So his recent runs this time in fifty four kilos, fifty four fifty five, uh, and now he's got to go fifty eight and a half to twelve hundred. So. I'll be risking him tomorrow. There's no doubt about that. And I think the Mayor Chirath is a good each-way gamble. All right, then. Um, uh, I'm all over Warsfold tomorrow. Love the interview with Nick Ryan yesterday and his confidence. Nick, do you agree? Yeah, he's he's right in the mix, isn't he? I mean, he's, he's a bit of a sort of a get-back, run-on type of horse. So at the Valley, you know, maybe early doors. You don't want to smash the early price just in case. Uh, by the back end of the day, as the track dries out, it gets a bit leaderish. That would be my only word of caution, but he does look to have most of these covered. I thought Shovover was pretty good. Uh, one, two starts ago in fast time and then proved that that was no fluke by scoring at Flemington last time out. This is another step up. It doesn't look uh, completely out of the question. And in that same race, Alva Dunn for Busserton and Young ran a really good number first up from a spell, suggesting that he might be back in career best form. We need to see him go on with it second up, but uh, he's a bit of a watch as well. And uh, what do you make of the two Bob Peters runners in the feature there over the 1,200 metres in Western Empire and Superstorm, both Group 1 winners? I find it really tough to get a hold on these horses. Western, we, you know, you know as well as I do that yeah. Western Empire, well, both of them at their best, uh, could could win this race. And certainly Western Empire was an absolute star in the making. But it's been a little while since we've seen their absolute best. Superstorm typically takes a run or two before he hits his peak and is usually better over a bit further than uh, 1,200 metres. He has proven, though, that he handles the valley quite well. He's only had the one run there. Of course, that was in the Fian Stakes a couple of years back where he beat Elephant and the chosen one. So he does handle the valley, which I think is a tick, but I'm happy to risk him on Saturday. And it was exciting to see some of the stars back at the racetrack at Sandown yesterday, Nick. If you had to give your 3-2-1 for the best performances, how would you rate um, the card well, there yesterday? I'm not an overly big fan. I mean, I've got to crunch the data properly, but I'm not an overly big fan of the two-year-old winners. Yes. Um, I, I think the likes of Don Corleone and King's Gambit and, and Kundalini, who was runner-up to Don Corleone a couple of weeks ago at Randwick, have got them covered. I'd say probably at this stage, Star Patrol, uh, looking at the figures, I've just done some figures this morning. I think I think he's a new market handicap horse, maybe even an yeah. Oakley Plate horse. I reckon that's that's going to be a great target for him. Jack and oh, wow, he was fantastic, wasn't he? You'd think the all stakes is right there for the taking. And the runner-up in that race, Bank Moore's a nice horse as well. We've, uh, obviously, it's been well documented how good Gentleman Moyes is. He's a lovely, tough galloper. And at this time of year, with little rain around and those bone-dry tracks, it can be hard to make up ground, and he certainly uh, fits that bill. So three for me would be Star Patrol, two Jack and oh, and probably one would go with uh, Gentleman Roy, but I'd probably share that with Bank Moore, who was second to Jackano. 
And we can catch all of your work on The Beaten Favourite. How do we get access to that? Well, you go to thebeatenfavourite.com. It's great for nighttime reading. It'll put you to sleep, Gareth. You're a good man, Nicholas. <laughs> you too, brother. We'll talk next week. Same to you. There's Nick Ashman there. Thanks to Dream Thoroughbreds. Great horses, great trainers, great people, great fun. Get involved and live the dream with us. As we head to the break, we had Nick Ryan on the show yesterday, and this is what he had to say about the favourite that's been well-supported in the last race, Warsfall. Yeah, look, um, exciting, progressive horse. Um, it's going to be very exciting to see where he can end up. He couldn't have been more impressive um, in his first two runs for us. Um, sectionals and times don't lie. And 